All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees finished the four-game series in Baltimore, winning three of four. They went three to two on Wednesday. They lose nine to six uh, on the walk-off loss on Thursday, but they take care of business in Baltimore. They go six and two on their road trip to Chicago and Baltimore, winning both of the four-game series. And the only series they've lost still is that three-game series back in mid-April, that weekend series in Baltimore where they just couldn't score. Uh, and had that embarrassing all-around performance offensively. And, and ever since then, they've taken off, and uh, they just lost their first, their 10th game, first loss in double digits uh, this season, and another game they were in it. You know, they, they only lose games they're in. They only lose games they have a chance of winning. Uh, their most recent loss before this was the ninth-inning loss in Chicago with the ninth-inning comeback. This one, a ninth-inning loss after a ninth-inning comeback. Uh, and, you know, what What can you do? You can't be too upset. I mean, it's a winnable game. They had a 2 nothing lead right off the bat in the first inning. Jordan Montgomery, who never gets run support, gets a two-run lead to work with. He can't hold that. He gives two back right in the second, gives up the uh, gives the go-ahead run in the third. Yankees score in the fourth. Yankees score two in the sixth. They take a 5-3 lead, and you're thinking, okay, 12 outs to get from the bullpen. Should be able to hold that with a 5-3 lead, but they give up the lead. In the bottom of the sixth, uh, you know, and then in the ninth, the Yankees score the run to tie it with two outs. The DJ LeMahieu single before Lucas Lickey comes in, and you know has some bad luck with the Donaldson error, uh, but then has that that long at bat with Trey Mancini to give up the hard hit single to center, and then the three run walk off home run to Santander, who continues to crush the Yankees. He is, uh, you know, Trey Mancini, Cedric Mullins. They were always the two guys you worried about when the Yankees play the Orioles. You can add Anthony Santander to that list. And, you can put him at the top of the list at this point uh, with the season he's had against the Yankees. Uh, and he smoked that ball. No one, no one's hitting home runs to left field at Camden Yards now with the new dimensions, but he certainly did and wasn't even close. And the new Camden Yards sucks. The dimensions suck. And yes, part of it is because I'm a Yankees fan and the old dimensions drastically helped the Yankees' chances there. But also because it just looks like shit. It looks like City Field before they move the fences in. It looks like Comerica before they move the fences in. It just looks ridiculous to have that huge jut out in left field, to be gobbling up these home runs that would be home runs in every other stadium. Just fucking dumb. But if the Orioles think that's going to help them, then so be it. They're nine games under five hundred with the new dimension. So hasn't changed uh, from a success standpoint for them as they're, they're last in the division. Uh, but in this game, you know, in the in the series finale, and it just, uh, you know, it was a bummer. It was one of those games where you go into it, you're thinking, okay, uh, they used Michael King in the Wednesday game, or, or the Tuesday game, rather. They used Clay Holmes in the Wednesday game. So King's not pitching. Holmes isn't pitching because he went two innings. So they were going to have to do it with the, you know, the lesser relievers. And they're all still good relievers. And unless they blew this game open like I thought they were going to do going into the game because Zimmerman's a lefty, because he's not that good. And, and he's had okay success against the Yankees, but there's like five Yankees with a 1,000 OPS against him. And it looked like they were going to blow it open in the first inning before they did it. And when you go into a game knowing that you're not going to have King, and you're not going to have Holmes, the two best Yankees relievers, you, you're going to have to fight through it. You're going to either have to blow it out and make it a laugher, or you're going to have to hope that the rest of them are on. And when Aaron Boone pulled Jordan Montgomery after 76 pitches in five innings, you're going to need four innings, 12 outs from the the B relievers, we'll call them, because that's what they are. Then Miguel Castro comes in, and he's just been, you know, walking a tightrope 
all season with the walks he does. And that's what he that's what he does. That's what he did when he used to be on the Orioles and face the Yankees often. I was always happy when he came into games because you knew there was a good chance the leadoff guy was getting on and you could start a rally. And he walked the leadoff guy here. He ended up not recording it out, gave up a hit, gave up a walk, got charged with three runs, two earned. Uh, Chad Green comes in. He gets two outs, but he gives up the go-ahead run because, you know, that's what Chad Green does. And it wasn't his run. It went to Castro. And then Green gets hurt, and it's supposedly forearm discomfort. So good chance we never see Chad Green throw another pitch for the New York Yankees because he's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. And any time a pitcher leaves a game with a forearm injury, you can just assume they're they're done for 14 months with Tommy John. I mean, I, I'm banking on Chad Green not pitching again for the Yankees, ever. Not just this season, because he's a free agent, they're not going to resign him. Uh, and then Loisega comes in. He's got some serious control issues. He walks too, but doesn't get uh, charged with any runs. Wandy Peralta comes in, two perfect innings. And then Lucas Lickey comes in. He only gets one out, gives up two hits, three runs, two earned, the, the walk-off home run. Just not a good night for the bullpen. And the only team that seems to have no trouble scoring runs against the Yankees is the Orioles. You know, the Blue Jays don't score against them. The Red Sox didn't score against them really early on. Uh, the White Sox certainly didn't. Just the Orioles. Just this fucking awful team that seems to just have their way with the Yankees. Um, and I don't know where the Yankees were going to turn. Like, if Lukey gets through the ninth there, I'm assuming he probably goes back out for the 10th. I don't know what they would have done. Get trust in Raldis Chapman. You, you can trust Michael King. You can trust Clay Holmes. You used to be able to trust Jonathan Loisega, but I don't know what's going on with him. Miguel Castro, don't really trust him. Too many walks. Lucas Lickey, I do trust, even though he had a bad day. Uh, Wadi Peralta, you know, he's pretty good. He's You're not, you're not going to go out there and strike out the side and blow everyone away, but he's a good pitcher. Um, so it's really like, I don't trust Castro. I don't trust Chapman. Um, I don't really trust Green, but I mean, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that now that he's gone. I, I, I'm assuming we're going to hear on Friday night before the game against the White Sox that Green's either out for an extended period of time, out for the season. He, he's going to be shut down no matter what it is. You don't you don't leave a game with a forearm problem and, you know, see it two days later or something. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you can't really get on this team. It's a bad loss. It's a shitty loss. It's a winnable game. They pissed away a lead, a two-run lead. They pissed away a second two-run lead. They come back in the ninth only to lose again. And, and the two losses on this game road trip were both games which they came back to tie the game in the ninth and ended up losing. And in both those games, they saw bad lefty starters, Dallas Keuchel and Bruce Zimmerman. Couldn't, couldn't get anything going, really, you know, against Keuchel. Got shut down for five innings. And in Zimmerman, yeah, they scored five runs, but the bullpen stunk and, you know, just didn't match up that day. Um, unfortunate, but but it is what it is. So, uh, overall, you know, the team's fucking 28 and 10. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're a couple more good weeks away from running away from this thing, and we can all sit back and relax and enjoy baseball for the summer. And I don't have to grind through and fucking scoreboard watch every night. That'd be nice. It's been a long time since we've been able to do that. Uh, but in the game, LeMahieu had a couple hits. Judge had a hit. Stanton, the home run. Rizzo, a couple hits. Uh, Torres, 0 for 4. Hicks, 0 for 4. Three strikeouts. Left 5 on. And I need to talk about Aaron Hicks. I, I, I mean, I don't want to talk about him. I'm tired of talking about Aaron Hicks. But he's fucking terrible. He's terrible. He has one home run, one double on the season. This guy went into this year saying he was gonna. <laughs> he wanted to be a 30-30 guy. 30 home runs, 30 steals. 
Never stole more than 13 bases in a season. Never hit more than 27 home runs in a season where everyone hit home runs. Brett Gardner hit 28 that year. Kettle Marte might as well have hit 75 that year. It was a joke. Glaber Torres, what he hit 38 that year? It was like silly numbers with that juiced baseball. So Aaron Hicks was never going to be a 30-30 guy. But to come out and say that's what your goal is and then to have this kind of season. And yes, he's a new father. I know all about that. I know all about that. I have a 20-month-old. I have a one-month-old. It's fucking crazy. But it's not like he's the only guy in baseball that is a new father and stinks. And it's not like he's doing this at home. If he's doing this at home, I get it. You know, you're up all night. You're dealing with craziness. Uh, but he's doing this on the road, too. So that's what he should be getting his sleep in on the road. You know, the Yankees are at home. He's not waking up doing a 1.30 a.m. bottle feed or anything like that. He's... Uh, He's getting to sleep in his five-star hotel, eating five-star meals, traveling in luxury, and he still stinks. So I would like to say, okay, it's newborn problems, it's new dad problems, he's going to get better. But, one, he's not the only guy that's ever dealt with this, and most guys deal with this and continue to just, you know, be consistent. And the only thing he's done is be consistently bad. He's just striking out, can't put the ball in play, not walking anymore. Is horrendous with guys on base. It's, it, it's appalling how bad he is with guys on base. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. He's under contract for next year, the year after, the year after that, and then a buyout the year after that. He's not going anywhere unless the Yankees really just cut him loose and move on, which they're not going to do that. This, this they're, they're not even close to doing that. So he's going to keep playing. Just need him to play better. Kiner Falefa had uh, two hits in the game. That seeing eye single in the hole with the, the, the RBI single there, um, which would, at the time gave the Yankees a lead. But you know that lead vanished five minutes later. Um, Higashioka another atrocious day at the plate, 0 for three. Um, Donaldson pinch hit. He struck out. Marwin Gonzalez. He looks good at the plate. You know, he, he has not good numbers. <laughs> 226 average, 588 OPS, but he's has good at bats at least. Like you, when he goes up there, you're like, oh, he's gonna hit the ball hard somewhere, or at least you think he might. Um, hasn't always worked out, but his at bats are good for a guy who's playing like once a week. Uh, and then Jose Trevino, you know, came in because Cashioca had to be pitch hit for and didn't get any at bats. And the catching situation is such a disaster that every game they're pinch hitting for the catcher. It's like. I know a few days ago it was at, it was one third of the games and this happened so it's you know maintaining pace but you have to pitch hit for your catcher in one third of your games at the end of the year it's like fifty something games you have to pinch hit for the catcher fifty four games like, that's that's an embarrassment and you know at this point they have to do that and and Hicks's OPS is at five sixty eight Trevino's at five fifty five Trevino's got a higher average than Hicks too so. It's getting close to being to the point where the Yankees have an automatic out in center field. They've got the automatic out at catcher. Kiner Falefa, you know, you can't bank on him most of the time, and neither can you with Glaber Torres. So when you're watching the Yankees, if the first five guys don't do it, it's usually not getting done. That's not a good place to be in. And, and yes, the team is winning. So all of this is falling to the wayside. No one's talking or talking as much about Hicks or Kiner Falefa's lack of power and bad defense or Higashioka and Trevino being the worst hitting catching tandem in Major League Baseball because the Yankees are winning. So they need to keep on winning for those conversations to remain moot points because if they don't, that's going to come to the forefront. What When, when you're losing, everything gets nitpicked. 
every player, every aspect of the team will be nitpicked. So all those guys will start to feel it if this team starts losing. So they need the pitching to continue to be great. Can't, bullpen can't have days like it did on Thursday often. Or the rest of the team's in trouble because they'll start nitpicking. Can't, can't talk shit about the rotation. It's been great. Bullpen's been great outside of a couple fuck-ups. But that's going to happen. The offense has not been great. It's been great relative to the majority of the league because offense is down. And whether that's a product of bad hitting or the state of the actual baseball or the short and spring training, I don't know, or some, a combination of all three. But the offense hasn't been consistent by any stretch. Um, so, yeah, those those guys are very, very fortunate, very lucky that the team winning because it oof, oof, I wouldn't want to be Hicks or Kiner Falefa or the catchers or Torres most of the time if it wasn't going that way. So now the Yankees continue this 23 games and 23 uh, 23 games and 22 day stretch uh, with a three game series against the White Sox. Last time we'll see the White Sox this season. So saw him for four last week, took three out of four. See him for three this week in New York, and then that's it. Maybe you'll see the White Sox in October. Maybe the Yankees will be there. White Sox might not be there. To think about saying that prior to opening day is crazy, where it's like the White Sox just had to be okay all season to get into the postseason. That's how bad the Central is. And instead, they're just fighting to stay above 500 at this point. Uh, so big series. Yankees see Dallas Keuchel again on Friday, who, yeah, what is it, 2022? So five to seven years ago, I would have been worried about this matchup. Shouldn't be worried about it now. Should not be getting shut down, shut out by Dallas Keuchel like the Yankees did last week. That should not be happening. He's fucking terrible. He's one of the worst starters in Major League Baseball the last couple of years. So go out, put the A lineup out there. I expect to see right-handed heavy. I expect to see everyone. You know, the days off that, that were given out on Thursday, they were given out, you know, throughout the week. LeMahieu had a day, Stanton had a day, Donaldson, Judge, Gallo, everyone. You need to see the real... The real light of tonight. Right-handed heavy. Go out there, take game one. Just need to win one of the next two to win the series and, and keep adding. Keep separating yourselves from 500. 18 games over. Could have been 20 with the win yesterday, but back to 18. Uh, so big weekend here. Every game's big, especially leading up to this Tampa series next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, which is going to be huge because Tampa's the closest team to the Yankees right now, and they haven't seen them yet. And the Aaron Boone Yankees have not played well against Tampa. This is going on. This will be the fifth season. Something's got to change. Maybe this Yankees team will change it. So that'll do it for today. Yankees, White Sox, Nestor Cortez takes the mound. Always expect great things at a nasty Nestor there. Uh, Friday night at the stadium, Nestor Cortez against Dallas Keuchel. Uh, there'll be a day game then on Saturday, so it won't be a podcast after Friday, before Saturday, unless something fucking just simply wild happens. Uh, but we'll be back after the Saturday game um, since then the next one is not till Sunday Night Baseball. So next podcast will be after Saturday's game. We'll have two games to talk about. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after Saturday's game.